Welcome to the Writing with Purpose podcast where I, Anna Wollescroft, chat with fellow writers and outdoor enthusiasts about how we can embrace creativity and curiosity to live a life full of adventure that doesn't feel like hard work. I delve into exploratory conversations about my two loves in life, writing and nature connection, as part of my mission to share the well-being benefits they both bring. It's wonderful to have you here today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Writing With Purpose, the podcast that talks about writing words for wellness, nature and discovering a nourishing connection with nature and creativity and that is exploring your authentic self. Now today's episode has been inspired really over um, me recording five episodes of this podcast over the last two days. So today is the last episode of my solo chatting for a period of time. And uh, then I'm going to um, share some interviews with you and the people I've been speaking to, uh, you're in for a treat. We have, I've been talking to um, outdoor wellness coaches, um, mindset coaches, um, authors. And yeah, I won't say too much because there's there there's a lot of good stuff and insightful stuff and creative stuff that's going to come over the next six weeks or so but I've been inspired by these conversations with people and I want to kick off really um talking about writing for well-being and those words of wellness and when it comes to creating content certainly from a professional point of view my preference is writing I've always being drawn to the written word or that's always been my preferred choice and that's partly because I've probably hidden behind the written word I've never really been the kind of person that likes to be in the limelight never been the the kind of person who wants to be put on the spot and asked questions um, and I can think of times in developmental years where that has has kind of uh, quashed my confidence a little bit let's say when I did speak up and then um, what I got in return was was not the best. Um, anyway, so writing is my preferred choice. Instead of, for example, uh, video or um, design, so taking photographs or designing um, artwork, um, and indeed talking. However, after recording the five podcasts over the, the last couple of days, I've realized that I actually love conversations and having conversations with people. And I don't mean small talk, I'm talking about deeper conversations. So conversations where we were asked a question or we talk about a topic and it really stretches our thinking and it stretches the, the, the maybe the social boundaries, um, so the boundaries of society, you know, all of those social constructs that uh, are built as we develop as we get into uh, a career and work, uh, start a family, all those sorts of things which kind of tell us that we need to do things a certain way. Um, 
Whereas quite often when you're just having a conversation with somebody, um, you, you know, you can break down some of those boundaries a little bit, some of those rules, and you can just have a really deep conversation about thoughts, feelings, uh, let your imagination run wild. And it struck me after the last podcast today, how similar that is to, to journaling. So to taking out a pen and a paper, or if you prefer an electronic app um to to write down thoughts and feelings but how similar having that deep conversation with somebody who is like-minded uh not necessarily who perhaps works in the same industry or has some of the same hobbies as you but somebody who's willing to ask deeper questions and, and talk on a on a deeper level and there's this this kind of it's difficult to describe if you're not used to this but you do connect over a deeper level with people in in that kind of discussion and one thing that i've noticed that sort of brings this out for me and has probably tipped my um tipped is possibly the wrong word but has probably really encouraged me to enjoy these conversations is that i've stopped planning um the i've stopped planning the the podcast session um, yes, I do a little bit of research of the person that I'm talking to, of my guest. I want to make sure that I introduce them properly. I want to make sure that I know a little bit of history, where they've come from, what they've done, to ask certain questions. But I don't want to stick to a script, um, either the script coming from me, or I don't want the person to feel as though they have to answer certain questions. So it's more a case of let's introduce the guest, ask a couple of questions that tie in with something that they've already achieved or perhaps uh, something that they've been through that helps to share their story in more detail so that the listeners uh, or the watchers if they watch the video version can get more of a feel for the guest but then after that point it's well let's just see where this conversation leads and that's very very similar to when you get a journal out and uh, when you just free flow, when you free free flow, right, uh, this could be morning pages when you first get up in the morning and you just write down whatever is in your uh, in your mind and you let that lead to, again, wherever that might be without worrying necessarily about the boundaries of grammar, spelling, proofreading, all of that sort of stuff, sentence structure, full stops. Um, and it's amazing what comes out of it. And sometimes you, with journaling, you know, you need a, a question, you need a prompt. I'm a big advocate of um, creativity cards, whether that be a sentence, whether it be an image, to just spark that conversation in your head to start flowing. Um, so yeah, I've, I've kind of realized that I really like this format and, and sharing these conversations. And one thing I've also realized um, with this, this latest five is that the podcasts seem to be getting longer. Um, now, whether that's a confidence thing from my part that I'm, draw, I'm getting into these conversations, uh, maybe I'm being a little bit more daring with the questions that I ask, maybe sharing a little bit more from my end, but it's, it, it's exactly like small talk um you know i'm not drawn to small talk i don't like these little memes on social media particularly i don't like these highly edited youtube videos that um just really uh, yeah i just i don't like them <laughs> I, I love the deeper longer conversations and it made me realize uh, because i was listening to a a dr rangan chatterjee 
um, podcast at the weekend. He was interviewing Rick Rubin, who's uh, recently written a book. Uh, Rick Rubin is uh, he he's he's um, works in the music industry, worked a lot with with big names, and this conversation was uh, probably almost three hours long. I think um, I think most of uh, Dr. Tatterdy's conversations now are about two hours long, but it really allows him to get deep and get to know the person that he's interviewed, and that's what draws me into I suppose learning uh having these realizations is these deeper conversations yes uh you know don't get me wrong a bite bite-sized content you know a headline that kind of thing will draw you in but you don't particularly gain value from that the value that you gain is from the long-form content the deeper conversation the longer essay the longer blog article the ebook uh, the interactive immersive ebook uh because you're learning more you're gaining more from that and it helps with the a growth mindset as well it helps you to develop it helps you with personal development with self-development and all these things are are good things so yeah what um what i wanted to to sort of share with you for for the the words of wellness section of this podcast is really just to um if you're one of these people that thinks, oh, I don't really know what to write, I don't know what to where to start with a journal, then how about having a conversation instead? How about finding a person that you feel you can open up to, uh, maybe somebody that you look up to who is a role model that you are just, uh, you, you know, you can you can engage with on that deeper level i think a deeper level sorry i think if i had a pound for every time i said deeper level <laughs> today um i would have made um my hourly rate already um anyway so yeah i encourage you to have those conversations with people and i, I thought of a bit of an, an analogy that i thought worked quite well was having these conversations or indeed free flow writing in a journal is like hydrating your imagination and the more that you do it the more you'll become like a sponge you'll absorb the information that you're listening to the topics that you're sharing that you're talking about um and you know if we don't think about a plant if you don't water a plant it becomes dry when you do try to water it the water just goes straight through the soil and the roots and comes out the other side there's no nothing of that water that the plant or the soil is able to hang on to because it's just it's dried out so when you're hydrating your your mind your imagination your creativity uh, and I, I'm talking about this on an intellectual level a creative level uh, an exploratory level an experimental level I'm not just talking about watching something on tv or, or, or gaming in that sense because that's more of a passive activity but rather something that is stimulating um, and I think you can see that as well when you're in a conversation with somebody, you can see it in their body language, the way that they move, they become more animated. Um, and, and all of these things, uh, these conversations, this free flow writing, it's it's working up a thirst for your mind to want to know more, to stretch the boundaries that you've maybe felt restricted in to date, uh, to test and to experiment. So 
I thought I would just offer that up as an option for you to consider. So, you know, if journaling and the thought of writing sometimes is a little bit, mm, nah, uh, not sure, um, then have a conversation. You could even have a conversation with yourself. Um, I have actually recorded myself on Zoom before now having a conversation with myself just because, um, in fact, this was about two maybe three months ago when I when I did this for the first time. And I think subconsciously, I was perhaps thinking what I'm sharing with you now, but I hadn't actually spoken it before, is that um, something different comes out when you're talking to somebody. It's a way of just speaking in the moment and the same way that when you're journaling and you're free writing, that is what comes out in the moment. It's not something that's planned. It's not something that you thought, oh, I better not say that or I better not write that because of, you know, fill in the blank. Um, but it's true. It's more authentic. It's more, um, let's just see where it leads. So I have got some prompts for you to wrap up the words for wellness section, um, just to help you get your head around this uh, and, and a little bit more um, some concrete way, if you like. So here are your journal prompts. What is your preferred media for creating content? Now, even if you don't create content for work, I'm sure that you create content or you share content uh, in your personal life from a personal point of view. So what is it that you share? Do you share videos? Do you share pictures? Are you um, text only? you know, what is your preferred media for creating content? And equally, how do you digest the content? Hi, I'm back. You might have noticed a slight change in my voice there, or you might have even heard the doorbell ring. I've just had a blind delivery. I'm excited now. We're going to put some new blinds up in the bathroom uh, and the landing. So, yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, let me just repeat those journal prompts for you. So what is your preferred media for creating content? And how do you digest content? And what would you really like to talk about with your partner, with a friend, uh, with somebody that you, you trust, that you uh, value spending time with? Um, what would you like to know from them? And create a list. Create a list of things that you would really love to talk to that person with. And if time wasn't restrictive, what would you want to learn more about? So this can be absolutely anything. What topic, um, what subject matter would you love to learn more about? And then who can you think of that you can talk to about this topic? Um, and of course, you know what I'm going to say next. Others take some steps to go and talk to this person <laughs> or these people and um, just see where that might might lead for you. OK, so moving on now to nature and to discover a nourishing connection section of this podcast. Um, now, at the weekend, I visited the National Running Show at the NEC in Birmingham with my partner. You, If you uh, listen to this podcast, you will know that I am a, a trail runner. 
Um, and I was looking forward to this show. I've never been before. Um, I was looking forward to listening to some talks, just seeing what sort of innovative products and things are there on the market for runners. And it didn't disappoint. Uh, the one thing as well that stood out to me, uh, apart from the fact that it was a really great, positive atmosphere, uh, thoroughly enjoyable. Everybody who was there was just, um, they, they were all bubbling with um energy it was a great a great feel a great environment to to be in there energetically speaking um, but one of the things that really stood out to me was mindset and the determination of the people that were there particularly the the speakers um, now I missed Mo Farah he was uh, he was talking in the morning although I did manage to catch a glimpse of him after we got about uh, well he was having photographs taken there was about a mile long queue of people waiting for a snapshot with him so that was something that I wasn't really going to join for that long um but i'm sure he was extremely inspirational but so were some of the other people that i listened to and i'll be completely honest they were people that i'd never heard of before even though some of them were um probably what you would call celebrities um maybe b-list celebrities um but yeah i learned a lot from other people um seeing and hearing them talk about entering marathons um entering ultras and just talking about their journeys and it was motivational and inspiring and i've often let doubt and fear of failure get the better of me um but thinking about it and hearing these people talk the the one thing that you can do is really just focus on the end outcome and each day that you work towards that end outcome is just another day so there's no point in worrying about an outcome and possibly not achieving that outcome because you're not there yet for one thing and also enjoy the moment as you work up towards this end outcome so if it's something physical like a uh, I re- I'm really drawn to entering some ultras. For some reason, a marathon doesn't interest me, but an ultra does. Um, and for those people that are unsure about what an ultra is, it's basically uh, anything that's uh, distance-wise above a marathon. It's usually 30-something miles uh, or 50-something kilometres and above. So, yeah, that's something that I'm drawn to. And uh, I will need a bit of a training regime if I'm going to achieve that. But the training regime, what's important about that really is just to enjoy every day of that and every moment of that and listening to the body listening to the mind and just uh, being present with it and seeing where that leads and enjoying every single moment so that uh, it was very empowering for me that weekend and um, you know I'm grateful to have been able to attend there listen to some of those people and then also to the to uh, to one of my friends in particular joe who got me into trail running in the first place very grateful to her because it was a quite i would say uh, a life changing experience for me um never liked running before um but i think that was because I'd, i hated it at school i didn't like a treadmill but trail running is is completely different there's a lot out there in the countryside that you can take in connect to see smile here while you're while you're on the uh, the running journey which you can't get from a gym um, and you can't get that from um, school because you're probably not yeah <laughs> you're not going to be that uh, focused on what's around you at the at the time 
Um, so yeah, uh, very grateful to Joe as well, and also to the couple of running groups that I am a, a member of. So one being a trail running group, and also one that's more of a road running group, which uh, has improved my stamina for sure um, by running on the road, even though I don't enjoy it as much. So this section, really, I just want to encourage you to uh, think about what kind of exercises you enjoy and how you can um, partake in more time with that exercise so that you gain the movement benefits, the, the physical strength benefits, um, the focus, the, the, the habit forming of, of, uh, of doing regular exercise. So some journal prompts for you for that. Um, so what exercise do you enjoy? And I'd like you, I would encourage you to make a list and brainstorm how each form of exercise makes you feel. So it might be swimming, it might be running, it might be Pilates, you know, whatever that is. There's no right or wrong with this. As long as it's something that makes you move, something that helps with your breathing, just something that helps you to feel good at the end of it. Even if you feel shattered because you know that you've done a good workout. So, and, and then think a little bit more deeply about why does it make you feel this way you know why are you drawn to this exercise why how does it make you feel um, and why do you think it makes you feel that way and then what goals can you set around the types of exercises that you've picked out uh, to actually achieve more of them um, or to start this kind of exercise if you if you haven't done already but think about them using the SMART acronym so think about them as being specific measurable achievable realistic and also uh, time bound and you know you, what you want to do if you're interested in starting something or upping something or setting a particular goal with a form of exercise is to make sure that it's actually achievable and that you don't fall down at the first hurdle um, excuse the pun <laughs> Um, and also, who already does this form of exercise well? So who can you learn from? Uh, who can you speak to? So a similar prompt really to thinking about conversations in the in the words for wellness section. Um, who can you learn from and who can you speak to to make this goal more of a reality for you? And then I encourage you to make a plan that is progress, that maps out, that shapes some sort of progress towards the end goal. But also, like I said before about training for, for myself as well, it's something that you must enjoy each day of that journey. You know, don't let the goal get in the way of becoming a source of overwhelm for you. Or I'm never going to achieve this or it seems too far away. Just take little baby steps one day at a time and enjoy it for what it is uh, and you will gain so much more out of it okay so now for creativity exploring your authentic self i always love anything to do with this because um, it really does start to question the fixed mindset and helps you to just find <clears throat> more about yourself that you didn't realize necessarily before so i'm going to ask a question here who are you now, this is something that I've probably asked before, but it's something that can change often. Um, we are not the same person as we were 10 years ago, five years ago, maybe even last year. And you're certainly not the person you're going to be in five years time as to who you are today. So one thing that I'm learning in, in the masters at the moment is uh, I'm doing a module that's called 
writing for the self. Um, and there's a lot of psychology and neuroscience and be cognitive behavioral stuff within this module is absolutely fascinating. Um, but one thing that's really interested me is this concept about the self um, and, you know, what, how many different layers do we have of ourselves and in different environments, you know, in situations uh, with different people. And that can be very, very different. And it's interesting to lead into that and see where it might take you. And this is a great way to open the journal and just write about yourself from different perspectives um, from your own perspective maybe from somebody else's perspective and just see what you come up with so one thing that i've read recently is that yourself so the self if you like is is who you are but stripped of any kind of surface level masks or clothes or anything that you might don in front of somebody else if you like um, and then your identity is who you think you are. Um, and this can change based on uh, sort of demographics um, or psychographics, for example. So not just do what you do for a living or um, how old you are, um, sex, gender, how you identify in that sense, but also personality traits and your life cycle stage, the, the, the interests and attitudes and beliefs that you might have around certain concepts and, and things. Um, and yeah, so that's your identity. And then your personality is, is who you play out in front of other people. So it's that is like the mask that you would put on uh, when you're in front of um, friends, family, maybe a professional setting, maybe in a setting where you've never met people before. And that will change and you will hopefully be aware of how that changes. Um, and one thing that uh, one um, cognitive psychologist called Ulrich Neisser, I think I've pronounced that right, um, put forward the idea that we are there, there are five selves. And this is really fascinating to think about. Um, and you probably assign this a little bit more with an identity or a personality, but the ecological self is how you perceive yourself with respect to the physical environment. So you're in a place, you're here in that place, you might be engaged in a particular activity and, and you that's what you perceive about what you are doing in that particular environment. And the second one is the interpersonal self, which appears from um, early infancy, those child development years. And, and that's exactly like the ecological self does. They're both directly perceived. They're both something that starts from an early age. Um, and this is specified by specific signals of emotion and rapport uh, and communication with other people. So it's about human interaction and, and you are the person who is engaged with these other people. Um, that's the interpersonal self. The third self is the extended self. And this is primarily based on our memories um, and our anticipations. So you are the person you've had experiences in your past you regularly engage in certain activities, you've got routines and habits, and um, it's it's your extended self, not in the moment, but either side of this present moment would be perhaps a good way to, to explain that. The fourth self is the private self, 
Uh, and this kind of manifests itself as, a ch as, as children when we first realise that actually some of our experiences are unique to us and they're not shared with other people. So, um, you know, if you've fallen out of a tree, for example, which I did when I was a child, um, yes, other people might have seen that, but they're not experiencing your pain, maybe your humiliation, maybe how that happened. So that that is the private self. And then the fifth self is the conceptual self which is the self-concept of you um, and that uh, kind of think about that as you drawing meaning from the perceptions and associations the assumptions that you have around uh, social roles and who you are to other people so are you a, a partner a husband a wife a mother uh, a father a, a colleague um, so, you know, who, who are you in that sense? And the, the, that can be seen on more of a, a kind of physical level, maybe a spiritual level and being seen as, uh, you know, the unconscious mind or the brain um, or perhaps the liver or, or, or something like that. So there's, there's these five selves and this is a great exercise to journal around um, because it really gets you to think deeply about those different parts of you and how you react alone with other people in certain situations and how you know what what are those differences it helps you notice those differences so if you're someone who's trying to um, improve your uh, reaction to things maybe you're trying to slow down and not be quite so um, impulsive about things then you work into an exercise like this really helps you to sort of pinpoint the situations where they're um, uh, serving you well or not serving you well and the, the people who you are with and the thoughts of that extended self you know how much do you live in thinking about the past or worrying about the future um, how much do you draw on memories and take comfort from certain things or how you know how much do you perceive about that and um, your your current routines if you like so it's fascinating and what I, I would encourage you to do is to have a go at these journal prompts um it might sound a little bit tricky to get your head around um i would definitely suggest to, to google the uh, ulrich nicer and i'll share all the details in the show notes as i usually do um but yeah journal prompts for exploring your authentic self and your creativity so who are you when you're alone when you're in company, when you're reminiscing about something, when you're in a specific external environment and pick what that might be. And how do you conceptually identify? Uh, so these really pick out those five different selves suggested by Ulrich Neisser. Um, so have a think about this and they, you know, they, 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 they will be very, very different hopefully. Um, and you might want to try this in, in different um, situations, particularly for the external environment, or maybe when you're in the company with, with different types of people. Um, and just again, as with all of these things, free write, see where it leads you, see if you can spot any trends, see what you can identify, uh, and lean into it a little bit more. Um, also, what version of yourself feels the most comfortable? 
And why do you think that is? So if you're most comfortable being alone, or maybe you're most comfortable uh, outdoors, which I tend to be both of those things, although I do like to be in company, um, but I have to take it in chunks, shall we say. I can't constantly be in a room with people all day. It would just wipe me out. I'd be asleep as soon as I got home. Um, so think about you know what, what self do you feel most comfortable with and, and why do you think that is? So just explore what new thoughts come into mind about the notion of these five cells. And I would love to hear what you think about that. So please do share a comment um, or send me an email to hello at writingwithpurpose.co.uk. Let me know if you want more clarification on that because it can be a concept uh, that can be quite challenging to get your head around if you're not used to thinking on that sort of level um, or thinking about yourself uh, on that sort of level. So yeah see where it might lead to you and and ultimately a lot of a lot of this what i've been talking about today um it's about self-awareness and it's about thinking and behaving in a way that is to your advantage holistically to your advantage both mentally and physiologically um and you know that's a good thing so i encourage you to try new activities you know, eat new foods uh, read different books different genres of books magazines have conversations with different people ask questions that you're intrigued with that you've never you've never approached before keep an open mind and what all of these things will do over time and for some of us it will be uh, quite quickly for others it might take a little longer but what it will do is all lead to a more enriching experience uh, of the present moment and just result in a much more fulfilled life so i hope that uh, has been useful for you today uh, it's been a bit of an episode where i've just sort of thrown my thoughts out there based on a few things that have happened over the last three days uh, hopefully i've inspired you in some way to maybe start a new sport or a new exercise new activity um, i've encouraged you to have conversations with more people or giving you some ideas of how to actually start journaling and and see the benefits of of writing with purpose and also to think about you know what what works well for you um as as a as a self um as yourself as your authentic self um so please do um leave a review subscribe to the podcast so that other people can find us um so that other people can share and and gain the benefits of some of the interviews that i've got coming up I, i can't wait for these interviews um to be shared with you i think you'll gain a lot uh, from them um, so please do subscribe so that you, uh, you you can listen to these as soon as they drop every Saturday at 8am um, and I shall leave you with a quote which is if we do not create and control our environment our environment controls us and that's by Marshall Goldsmith uh, thank you so much for listening I do appreciate your time um, I want to learn from you as well so please do connect with me um, uh, journaling with Anna um, on various social media platforms and I will speak to you next time thank you very much Thank you for listening to today's Writing With Purpose podcast. Having conversations with fellow writers or adventure enthusiasts brings two of my biggest loves in life together, writing and nature connection. I've been a copywriter and content creator for 23 years, but my passion is writing for wellbeing, and I'm on a mission to share the benefits that putting pen to paper has 
personal wellness for as many people as possible. If you want to learn more about writing for your wellbeing and journaling techniques, please connect with me in my Facebook group, Journaling with Anna.